messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. And that's what we're doing here today. We're going to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. It's ordinary, it's pedestrian, I've seen it a million times, okay? My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve. Hello, Andrew. Sharp-eared listeners may recognize that voice as one Martin Scorsese. You know what I've never noticed before, but... Scorsese and Trump have a similar cadence. Oh. Let's play it again. All right, let me let me navigate over here. It's ordinary, it's pedestrian, I've seen it a million times, okay? Okay. A little bit, yeah, the okay part, yeah. yeah. It's a little faster paced, I would say, yeah. than Trump, but... Um, okay, okay. I think I said Scorsese. I said Scorsese, you said Scorsese? I've always thought it was Scorsese, but I don't really no, know. No, you're probably right. Me saying it, it sounded weird coming out of my mouth. I wonder if I've even never said it before. It might be one of those You've words never said Martin I've Scorsese. I've only heard other, people's, other people say. <laughs> I don't, I don't think know. that can be right. Anyway, there's a reason he is in the intro tape today, because he will be showing up in a you know, quasi-commercial thing that we're going to be talking about later on in the show. Of course, he is a very famous movie director, and we're going to talk about the movies today, Veeves. There's a new um, Dr. Rick progressive commercial. I love it. Do you love it? There's a couple new ones. Yeah, there's two new ones and I love them both. And these are the, this is the campaign, you know, what happens when you become a homeowner and then you bundle your insurance and then you start acting like your parents, even though you may be in your 20s or 30s, right? That's right. Um, And there's one where he, Dr. Rick takes a bunch of his patients, I guess, clients. Um, He's a doctor to the movies and uh, we'll play that for you in a little bit and that got me thinking maybe we could do that as a whole trope like movies not for I'm sorry commercials not for the movies but commercials that take place in movie theaters yeah. now I'll be transparent here at the top of the show I thought for sure there would be three different kind of subgenres there okay what do you think the three sub tropes of going to the movies are um I guess there's like uh, people on a date in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yep, the romance. Romance, side right? Yeah. Um, like uh, then, I guess like getting snacks. Maybe. I was thinking sneaking food in. Okay. People making noise around you. The whole shh, right. shh, shh, and the romantic element. Weirdly, I couldn't find a lot of good date ones, and I Weird. don't know why. I feel like I've seen that a million times. I think it's probably just that I was like. You know, hoping to, you know, the the search terms on this are a little bit tough to navigate because you start typing in like movie commercial and you just get commercials that air before the movies and commercials for movies and whatnot. But uh, we definitely have plenty of the somebody's making a racket in a movie theater and somebody's shushing somebody. Oh, and we're going to talk about a commercial that is just so tangentially related to this, but it reminds me. So much of my youth, we're going to talk about a Miracle Ear commercial where part of it takes place in the movie theater. Um, Also, we have a great um, bunch of emails and voicemails today from the ad counselors, including some context on a jingle that we loved last week. Oh, great. Remember that Miller? Of course. Brewed the American way, despite our own... I don't know, political leanings, we found this kind of uh, patriotic song, this patriotic jingle sort of endearing. Yeah, it was It was very, uh, it was effective. 
turns out it's based on a real song. Okay. You're going to hate it so much. Oh, boy. Get ready for the I... xenophobia. The oh, xenophobia. No. Scorsese. You're having a lot of trouble with, the, <laughs> with having, ease today. I'm just having a lot of... Is it xenophobia or xenophobia? I think it's xenophobia. I think so, too. But um, anyway, so we do have a lot of fun stuff lined up, despite my inability to talk today. But uh, let's get things going with some film chats. Do you remember the video for this song? Not really. Nor did I. It what is, is it? Is it uh, explicit? It is wild. Really? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's kind of explicit. You have Duran Duran, and they're playing the song, but then it's intercut with these scenes. It's almost like uh, Black Widow-y, whereas you have these, like, very 80s hot ladies, and they're kind of, um, I guess, kind of like killing men and, and leaving men in their wake okay. one way or another, like right. either through like some sort of seduction or violence. It's okay. A, it's a bonkers video. Sort of a, a Red Sparrow. Whatever. What's that? Ooh, What's that know. movie with, uh, with J-Law? Oh, yeah. I never saw it, that. Did it, you see that? I did see it. It was pretty widely excoriated for... Uh, it's like depictions of rape and, uh-huh, and stuff. Yeah, but like uh, I've heard that. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great, but you know it was a fairly competently made spy thriller. It was sort of exploitative. I think that's the way a lot saying. of people interpreted yeah, the, yeah. the rape scenes. Yeah. Um, so do you want to start off talking about this progressive commercial where Doctor Rick takes the gang to the movie theater? Yes, I'm loving these new Doctor Rick ads. Uh, he takes a bunch of his patients to the movies, um, and a lot of them are people that we've. Uh, you know, come to recognize from the previous ads. I love the like this sort of com- this uh-huh. this troop of actors that that kind of cycle in and out of these ads. And he talks about how movie going can be trigger- triggering for this parental behavior. And a lot of these behaviors are things that you will recognize as either something that you that we do currently. You and you and I. You and I do, or that you know is very parental like mm-hmm. and is the kind of thing your parent would tell you when you would go to mm-hmm. the movies. I think it's I think the audio mostly speaks for itself on this one, right? So Yeah, we'll talk it through yeah, we'll if talk something's it through. not obvious. Okay, snacks and popcorn are going to be expensive. Let's just accept that. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my biggest pet peeves. Like it's just like it there is, is outrageous. There is yes, the prices are outrageous, but there is no conversation that is more unnecessary at this point <laughs> than talking about how inflated prices are for snacks at the movie theater or at an airport. Like, yeah, or a ballpark. We, we or a ballpark. Like, we know it's yeah. part of the thing. You can sneak in food if you and want I to. Do. I don't. I just like I'm there for the ride. I want. I want their popcorn. I want their giant swimming pool of soda. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to sneak in popcorn. That's uh, just too much effort. Mm-hmm. But I will not pay their. I mean, sometimes if you and I are just going, I'll buy candy. But like, if I'm going by myself, I'll almost always stop at a Seven mm. Eleven and get some candy beforehand. I'm not a candy guy at the movies. I'm a popcorn man yeah. at the movies. I'll even bring in a soda. Yeah, throw it in a bag. I remember sneaking in one time. I believe I snuck in beer but it wasn't me i think it was our friend allison do you remember that what movie did we go to see oh you know what i think it was one of the kill bill movies. i think you're right yeah. or it might have been the one that he did with rodriguez that was like it was one of those overinflated tarantino <laughs> movies <laughs> multi-part right? yeah tarantino exactly movies. i remember yeah. um and we were in new hampshire we were in our 20s and our friend allison snuck in a six-pack to split i think maybe yeah. between three or four of us or something like that i didn't even enjoy i was so 
I think I was so obsessed with trying to be surreptitious that I didn't even enjoy having a beer in the movie theater that much, you know? Like, I love beer, right? I yeah. drink a lot of beer in my life. But even when you go to those movie theaters where they offer beer and wine, no thanks. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to drink soda and eat popcorn. You know <laughs> I'm almost I mean? out of popcorn. And I'm almost out of popcorn and I'm almost out of soda. <laughs> so I'm going to need to go have... back and get more soda and popcorn because it is free refills. And I have diabetes. <laughs> okay, snacks and popcorn are going to be expensive. Let's just accept that. Going to the movies can be a lot for young homeowners turning into their parents. Bathrooms. Even if you don't have to go, you should try. We all know where the bathroom is and how to use it. Okay. You know, the Stevensons told me they save money bundling their boat insurance with Progressive. This woman is standing in front of a movie poster that prominently features a boat. No one knows who those people are. It can be painful. Give me your coats. There's an extra seat right here. This one was uh, hard for me to follow what's going on. They're in the theater now in their seats, and the one woman says, hey, I have an extra seat next to me. Give me all your coats. We can make that the coat seat. Is is this behavior that you're familiar with? I recognize it as a a certain... A lot of these parental behaviors are people trying to manage other people's experiences. Like the bathroom thing. The bathroom thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I think is kind of a... It's interesting what Progressive has decided constitutes... uh, sort of parent-like behavior mm-hmm. or older person behavior. I almost feel like they missed a beat here by not having one of them try to sneak food in. Maybe you can't have both. You can't have the, the him saying, listen, let's not complain about the prices. Right. And then also somebody sneaking in. That's kind of the same the same thing. But I, I feel like that's kind of a parent move, right? Like Certainly my parents move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll pick up here. Give me your coat. There's an extra seat right here. No, 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 no. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home auto and more with us. No one who made the movies here. This is that's what he says when she starts clapping. Oh, that's right at the end of the movie. That always irks me. I hate (laughs) it. And people tend to do that more in like kind of they were doing it for a while. They're like at the end of indie movies and and like you know more films. More films. Okay, yeah. I I think of it more as something like a big like a big show stopping blockbuster like this. Oh, really? Like. I mean, I think probably people definitely clapped it. The the most crowded and like audience participation movie I've ever I've been to recently, because um, <laughs> I'm thinking the most was actually Magic Mike uh, Part Two, <laughs> but the but the the one that I remember more recently than that was Black Panther. So that tells you how long ago that was. Oh, I thought you were gonna say um, what was the. But people were excited about Black Panther and the yeah. whole audience was excited and everyone was like there was a lot of audible cheering during it. So like there was a very like involved audience. And then I think probably at the end people did clap. What was the movie before Endgame? Penultimate game? Avengers Endgame? Because like it was split into <laughs> yes, two, Avengers right? Avengers Penultimate Game. The, because you had the final movie where things were finally resolved, but the one before that I think it was ended Infinity on a, War. Yes, and it ended on a huge cliffhanger, right? right. Which I think everybody's familiar with now but I won't go into it but like we saw that at a theater that it was college night or something remember that mm-hmm. we, we didn't know that but we went and then you were like oh there's so many students here because there's something going on with the UW you're not thinking of Black Panther mm, I don't think so because I remember at the end like it ends on a huge cliffhanger and the theater was like kind of silent for a second and then one person one dude some like college kid said like what happened? There's something, <laughs> and and the whole theater just like erupted. Then suddenly, everybody was talking to everybody. I remember having a real sonic experience. Um, anyway, because I, you know, I saw Black Panther twice. I might, not, I don't have that memory of being in a kind of 
boisterous theater with you watching that. I wonder if I saw that alone. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I, don't, I don't know. Um, anyway, I think I saw that twice in the theater. Anyway, um, not super interesting, but I was going to say this commercial that I remember from a kid, it became part of our family lore. This is a miracle ear commercial, a hearing aid that was supposed to kind of revol or claim to revolutionize hearing aids, right? Not the big clunky thing that your grandparents would wear, but something that was more discreet. And it was focused on, you know, this this guy who's more middle aged, probably actually literally my age, right? Maybe in his 50s. Um, and this came out in 1988. And it shows him in all kinds of scenarios where the premise here is, you think you don't need a hearing aid, but you already have a hearing aid, and it's your wife or your oh, business partner wow. or whoever you're out with at the time. Yeah. Mostly it's this guy's wife. Um, and so you see him, I believe, getting directions from a police officer in his car, and the officer explains something to him, and then the wife has to repeat it. And then at some point during this montage, they're in a movie theater, and he says, what did, what did she say? Uh -huh. And she repeats it to him. And then the commercial goes on. This is one of those long commercials, like two minutes long or something, and it would air in its entirety. And then the final scene was everybody's leaving the theater, and he just says one more time, what did he say? <laughs> and me and my sister used to say that all the time. But what did he say? So I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I'll, I'll play you this setup here. Okay. A lot of people who don't think they need a hearing aid, they already have one. Up two streets, take a right. He said up two streets and take a right. They bring their hearing aid with them wherever they go. What did he say? He said he doesn't want to leave her, but he has to. The irony there is I don't understand what she just said. He said she's. He says he doesn't want to leave her, but he has oh, to. Thank you. You're my hearing aid. Oh, boy. And, for the and if they forget their hearing aid, they'll find one. Vinaigrette. She said Italian, Thousand Island, or vinaigrette. Vinaigrette. Now there's a hearing aid for people reluctant to wear one. It's called Miracle Ear. Because hard as it may be to believe, that's precisely what it is. If you have nerve deafness... It's precisely a miracle. <laughs> Do you remember these commercials? No, I don't. Really? Oh yeah. my gosh, I feel like we saw these so many times. So I'm going to skip ahead now to some more montages near the end and clear uh... now because when you're losing your hearing the worst thing to do is nothing what did he say <laughs> he's so dejected at the end what did, what did he, he say, say? And me and my sister would go around <laughs> i bet you a million bucks if i text my sister right now this, what did he say she'll respond miracle ear um this next commercial is not quite so old. Did you go through and watch any of these in advance? I didn't, no. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I just want your reaction to this. I'm okay. not going to set this up. Right. We see a man and presumably his wife or date uh, at the movies together, and they're having a whispered conversation. At the end, you'll hear a third voice. This is a person sitting to his right who is presumably a stranger, not part of their movie-going um, group. That food made me gassy. Here, this'll work. Charcoal caps, no drugs, just pure activated charcoal. Fast, detoxifying relief from gas. Glad you had those. Yeah, me too. Me too. Charcoal <laughs> caps. Glad it works so well. What do you think of that? I like it. The stranger next to him was like, yeah, I'm glad you're not a fart box. I'm glad you're not a fart box. <laughs> I think that's great. As something we were we were hanging out with some other friends uh, of, our, of our vintage uh, a couple of weeks ago, and... 
we're just having like the most hilariously stereotypically middle-aged conversation we bounced from home insurance to washer uh, and dryer we washer sat there and dryer and talked about their washer and dryer 10 minutes i minimum and i gotta say you know we're in the market for a washer and dryer i found it somewhat interesting but then you guys just kept going and going <laughs> and i felt like a kid again i felt like i was can i just go play my game boy yes exactly it's just like this is what it was like when i was a kid and all adult conversations were just like <laughs> you we're entering minute 30 on a washer and dryer set when you start looking at the prices the way i have been you will be equally interested i mean it's a nice washer and dryer. finding the best deal on a washer and dryer and you apparently but, can control it with your phone but one of the things that was in this montage in our our own montage of uh conversation with our in our lives was um Yes, intestinal right. issues. A lot of Miralax often, talk. A lot often comes up right. at this age. Um, I like to avoid those conversations myself, but I do like the chutzpah of this strangers being yeah. like, I'm glad you don't have farts either. I like it. It's also sort of a passive aggressive way of saying like, also, we can hear your conversations about your fart pills. You know what I mean? <laughs> this next commercial blows me away. It's This is another shorty. I think it's just like 15 seconds or something. Um this commercial blows me away. It's aimed at children. It's a children's product. And it blows me away because it's for something that I didn't know that advertisers had to justify by giving it a practical purpose. And okay. the product is ring pops. All right. Right? Yep. I think most people who grew up, at least when we grew up, knew these things. They were like rings that you would put on your finger with a big plastic base on them. But then the the big fake diamond on top was a uh, a lollipop, a hard, a hard hard candy. Yeah, exactly. So it was kind of like a lollipop you'd wear in your hand, like a ring. And I thought that the selling point for these things is it's candy. a lollipop, it's candy that you wear in your hand. It's yes. like somewhere between a toy and candy, right? Yeah, and it's sort of it's a novelty. But this commercial makes an argument that you need this product, which I just blows <laughs> me away. And I don't. Yeah, I just. It Do just blows me away. Think ring pops were a hard sell for for little boys because um, oh. people are so gendered about, um, you know. I mean, maybe, especially funny. back when we were kids. Like, is a ring like? Did you have any? You did you eat ring pops? Yes. In fact, I I think maybe you're right that did maybe you feel like a fancy lad. Maybe candy really broke down barriers in that way. <laughs> maybe that's something we should have been talking about. Thank as you, a ring society. pop. Because also those candy necklaces, like there was no gay yeah. panic around us as boys. Yeah, in when the it comes 80s. to candy, gay yeah. panic goes out the window. <laughs> exactly. I wonder if like we as a society missed some opportunities yeah. to maybe break down more, some gender barriers. We and, had more candy based uh, <laughs> diplomacy. Diplomacy. <laughs> candy based diplomacy. So somebody send Ted Cruz. A ring pop. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so you can tamper with it too if you want to. Um, this commercial, we see a bunch of kids at a movie theater, which, by the way, really raises the question for me: like, where are their parents? And I'm not saying it's wrong for kids this age to go to the movies by themselves. I just think it's awesome. Like, I was not allowed to do that. Right? These are kids that How are. How old are you when you were allowed to go to movies by yourself? I'll let you know when it happens. Um, <laughs> You see a bunch of kids, not one parent to be seen in this theater. And um, you have a bunch of kids and they're sitting watching their movie. And some of them are eating popcorn and some of them are, 
you know, sucking on their ring pops or whatever. And then some kid, some big clumsy kid comes in like the oldest of the kids, probably like 14, 15 or something comes kind of barging in, ruining everybody's time, comes into the movie late, is is walking in front of them while this he's trying the to take his This guy blue shirt seat. is a kid, you're saying? I think so. Like, or maybe he's like a teenager. He but looks here like a full grown adult. Everybody else is a kid, including the, the hero of this commercial, who is a boy who's eating a ring pop, by the way. But he's like supposed to be a big fool oaf right yes and as he goes to take a seat he's knocking people's candies out of their hand popcorn is hitting the floor he's just creating all kinds of havoc but you know what you know whose candy was not affected by it the kid whose candy was secured on his ring i see as a ring pop excuse me pardon me that's a full-grown man by the way that is a teenager at best my Are friend you- serious right now why this movie has no adult or this theater has no adults in it except for that kid that's not a kid <laughs> okay fine i'll put him up. put it up i'll give you a i'll give you 20 years old tops he is old enough to drink a soda which he's drinking he's in this old commercial. enough to drink alcohol excuse me pardon me Ring pop stays on your finger, coming through so you'll never lose the flavor. Great tasting, long-lasting ring pop. The flavor's always on hand. Excuse me, pardon me. It stays on your finger so you'll never lose the flavor. Like, one little girl, like, the the pain point here is this oaf, this... 16-year-old oaf. Oh, my God. Uh, knocks a lollipop out of a girl's hand and hits the ground and shatters. She does a thing where she bobbles it between her hands. Yes. Like, first of all, little girl, just use your hands and hold on to it. Or just stick it in your mouth. Or stick it in your mouth. But she bobbles it and then it falls to the floor. And yes, it makes a <laughs> shattering sound as if it's made of fine crystal. Almost an explosion. Also, Here. there's a lot of body shaming of this guy yeah. who walks past these kids because he's a, big, he's a bigger guy. Exactly. And... They you you really get the kids like having an an outsized reaction to being having to share their space with a bigger person. Amen. Absolutely. It's pretty gross, honestly. That explosion sound <laughs> as her lollipop hits the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I just love that the marketers found a yeah. reason why you need ring I know. pops. Who it's, knew? You don't need a reason. Ring pops, you don't need a reason. <laughs> That's your marketing. You There, I there. I fixed it. What was your favorite novelty candy along these lines? I did like those necklaces. I liked- They were um, sweet tarts, right? Um, The necklaces that I recall were more like- um, They were the chalky. They were sort kinda, of chalky yeah. and la- not that sweet. I like a fun dip. Oh, I never even had that. Oh. Um, Weirdly, never had a fun dip. Fun dip, you have like a white sort of s- slightly yeah. sweet thing that you lick and then you stick it in yeah, gross. sugar. Um, I don't know if nerds counts, but nerds came in the two oh, colors. God, I love nerds. I yeah. love nerds. That's right. And that was like a big marketing thing too. Nerds was, it used to just come in one flavor, but then they were like, no double nerds or whatever. Yeah. And you would have two little slidey holes on each side of the oh, box. Oh, I nerds. love nerds. Um Staying my mouth water just thinking about it. I want to get some right now. <laughs> Can you even get nerds? I don't know. I haven't seen them. I, I don't peruse candy aisles that much. I do, and I don't feel like I've seen nerds. Oh, that's a bummer. Does that mean you can't get a nerds um, blizzard? What, blizzard anymore? I don't know. I, used to get I haven't had a blizzard in a oh, God. super long time. Should we just go get a blizzard? Where is there a Dairy Queen? Uh, 
a drive, probably. I'm willing to drive. Okay. I'll try. What is it? You buy, I'll fly. Um, <laughs> I think. Well, one of the things I loved to look at, but was essentially disappointing, were the little candy dots that that were stuck to the paper. Oh yeah, those were horrible because you could they never get the paper. They awesome off. though. They look so cool. Yeah, yeah. But it looks like something out of Willy Wonka. Yeah, I think there is a. I think in the Candyman scene, there's a. Is there? I think he's like throwing those around off of spools or something in the candy shop. I could be wrong. Anyway, speaking of candy, which is almost a sub subgenre itself here today. This I almost skipped it, but I was like, no, let's just air our anger. Let's just do this. This is one of, I believe I can speak for both of us, one of our least favorite campaigns of the past couple of decades. Yeah. It is the Sour Patch Kids. By the way, I love Sour Patch Kids. You already had me. Yeah. I like the product. This is the rare case where the commercials almost make me like the product less because I hate these commercials so much. And these are the commercials where the tagline is first they're sour, then they're sweet. Right. And so you see a bunch of animated little uh, Sour Patch Kids causing some sort of trouble for a human being. And that's when they're being sour. But then they do something at the end supposedly to redeem themselves. And that's when they're being sweet. Right. Right. Before I, I know this isn't totally fair to the listener. We will describe this commercial, but I would like to play this for you, Genevieve. This is just a 15 second commercial, so it'll go by quickly. You watch this, Genevieve, and tell me what the hell you think is happening here. Because I watched this thing like 50 times yesterday. Okay. First, they're sour. Then, they're sweet. Sour Patch Kids. Don't just explain what's going on, but explain the physics behind it, please. Okay, so you want you want this to make sense in in, in a Newtonian sort of way? I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No. But what they do is the Sour Patch Kids are at the the soda machine, soda dispensing uh, fountain, the soda fountain. Yeah, in the lobby. In the lobby, and they are holding down all the buttons so that soda and ice are falling out of this machine and the and the this is horrifying to the uh kid who works at the mm-hmm. at the concession stand he's right? like sweeping up the lobby or yeah something. he's yeah. got a he's now this is his problem to clean up because these sour patch kids are making such a mess now they have a giant uh pile of ice and it's also shot through with all these bright colors of soda instead of just making one big puddly mess. Mm-hmm. Again, Somehow. I agree with you. If you're asking me, like, does the phys- do the physics work? I agree they don't. But then they carve the ice into an ice sculpture of this kid, making him look very heroic. And somehow the soda becomes like a shooting arcs of like a, like a fountain right. decorating the ice sculpture. Which, I mean, the reason it took me a while to figure it out is because none of it makes sense. And it also goes by so quickly and it's so convoluted. I think the whole campaign idea by is the way, stupid. Just because he has an ice sculpture of himself doesn't make his job any easier. No. Arguably he, harder. Yeah, now he's got to figure out what to do with the ice sculpture. Yeah. Um, you can't carve an ice sculpture out of loose ice cubes. <laughs> you can't. You can't. I'm just telling you, you <laughs> cannot do that. Um, and then also, what did how what are the hydraulics on this? Yeah, how do they create they some sort of a fountain? colorful fountain? It makes no sense. I hate this campaign so much, Genevieve. <laughs> I don't recall. I, I like. I don't love it, but I don't have the same kind of feeling about it that you do. I don't. Oh, think. really? I thought we had dissected that whole campaign one time, and I thought we were not super into it. Maybe I wasn't. I, for whatever reason, it's not particularly bothering me now. 
I am going, maybe I'm having an oversized reaction to it, and that is maybe making you be the more calm one <laughs> in this situation. This next commercial, I, I, we're now easing into our um, first subgenre, which is sneaking food into a movie theater. Um, and I believe these get, well, I'll skip that thought. Um, this first one is for Shaw Mobile, which is apparently a Canadian cellular service. And we okay. see um, two young men. I'm going to put them at, they're about age 16. No, just joking. These are two guys in their 20s or 30s or something. And they are. Both of whom are way younger than the guy that you identified as a 14 year old. Oh, that is old. not true. It is. A, I'm going to, that's the show pick today <laughs> is this dude who looks like Eugene Merman. <laughs> no, you like know who he looks like. present day Eugene no, Merman. No, you know who he looks like? He looks like, um, is the character's name Eugene in Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Uh, his nemesis. Yeah, he does sort of look like his nemesis. Whatever that kid's name. Yeah, is. Yeah, he's and that maybe that was a mean thing to say about Eugene Merman. He's just he's like an older. He's a middle aged guy with dark hair. He's not middle aged. All right, t take a listen to this. These are two friends. You called him a fourteen year old. <laughs> you want popcorn? No one's got money for that. I do. I added Shaw Mobile to my internet, so I save hundreds. Everybody's doing it. Besides. I got us covered. So his friend opens up his trench coat and he's got all kinds of snacks and candies attached to the inside like he's selling illegal watches in New York City in 1985. Let me just say, I don't know how the Shaw Mobile guy who's like, I've got money for popcorn is going to react to this. Mm -hmm. But if it's with anything other than total appreciation, he's a dick. Oh, my God. I would not be cool going to the movies with this person. What? Who's sneaking in this He's so candy. cool. Look no, at all just, of his candy. You know what's cool? Just using, opening up your wallet and paying for the food. That's not like cool. Like a normal. I got us covered. Just be cool. <laughs> be cool, be cool. That's what we were just saying. So um, he opens up his Obviously, trench coat. Obviously, he needed a better like, sort of solution to, for securing the candy. Yes, there. he opens up his trench coat and shows off all the candy. But then he, when he closes his trench coat again, something happens on the inside. And all the candy just comes pouring out the bottom of his trench coat. Right. And um, he says, just be cool, just be cool. Uh, which I would say <laughs> he is not being cool at all. Um, this next commercial, sneaking in food. This is a this is a real Allison Steele commercial. Our friend Allison, um, who snuck in a couple of beers for us way back in the day. This is Miller Lite. Of course, it's not a Miller Lite commercial from the '90s without a little bit of misogyny, right? Right. You have um, a bunch of people in a mo movie theater, mostly women. And they're all crying while they're watching some French movie, I believe. Maybe okay. you can tell me because you're going to hear French dialogue. I think French. Ooh, this will be embarrassing if I'm wrong about that. But that seems like the trope. Uh, oh, I see. This is from 1997 for, for what it's worth. All these women are crying at this it French does, movie it, theater. It does seem to have. It says uh, United States. 1997 in French at the bottom of this. Oh, interesting. So this might have been a French ad then. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So it's a. Uh, Across the pond misogyny. While all these women are crying, there's this guy, and he looks so bored. The French will die on the hill movie. that misogyny is just part of their culture. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's so bored watching this movie. All these women are bawling their eyes out, but he's got a plan, Genevieve. You know what his plan is? To involve beer? Yeah, to grab that bottle of Miller Lite 
that he snuck into the movie theater and it's somewhere the only under way that his he chair. can make these women and his experience with them bearable exactly that and if he could somehow this be guy's watching like a... can i go play with my game boy <laughs> yeah if if this is the 80s so i guess you don't have smartphones or this is the 90s rather so i guess you didn't have smartphones but uh if there was some way that he could be like listening to the football game yes. on his headphones, that would be it. So he's, gr- without trying to make a big to-do about it, he's trying to reach under his seat to grab this bottle of Miller Lite that he snuck into the theater. But unfortunately, he knocks it over with his hand, and you hear the bottle go rolling all the way down under all of the seats, <laughs> and then it clanks. And then guess what? Suddenly, Genevieve, he's crying too. Look at all these chicks crying. He's getting his bottle out. Uh oh, here it goes. Smashes. Suddenly he takes a tissue from his date. He starts crying too. I could not understand any of the French in that movie. It was not that I couldn't. I don't know what the words were, but like it was just also the sound quality was so terrible. garbled. Yeah, even if it was in uh, English, I don't think. We'd no, be able I don't to think so. I don't was. think it was meant to be audible. Really, um, that is a little misogynistic. Um, I actually think the guy does a fairly good job, hmm. like sort of ter- like converting to tears. Like, it's just as an actor. I think he does an okay job. All right. Um, This next commercial is so explicit about sneaking food into, like, um, I guess that Miller Lite commercial is implying as well, like, yes, sneak our Miller Lite into a movie theater with you. Although it doesn't really turn out well for him. So I don't know if that's exactly the pitch. This next one is for some Taco Bell product. What is this called? The Triple Double Crunch Wrap Box. (laughs) The Triple Double Crunch Wrap Box box because of course and this we just have a a youngish man um in the theater chowing down on this box of triple double crunch wraps i guess (laughs) love makes you do crazy things so he's in the theater and like you see the um usher kind of going down the aisle with the little flashlight and then as soon as the usher passes our hero, I guess, our anti-hero, takes off his uh, hoodie. Love makes you do crazy things. Like sneaking the triple-double crunch wrap into the theater with double the layers you love. Along with two crunchy tacos and a medium soda for just $5. Careful. That double crunch may land you in movie jail. Five dollar like, triple double. People in the next theater can smell that. Yeah. No by the kidding. way, there's that no way an good. usher didn't see that. They are featuring one of those special Mountain Dewy things, though, right? That you can only get at Taco Bell. I haven't yeah. been to Taco Bell, I think, since college. Yeah, they always have some wild ass flavor Mountain Dew. I know this comes up every time, um, or I say this every time this comes up. But whatever the special Mountain Dew that they have at KFC, I want to taste that so bad. This is a <laughs> solvable problem. Yeah. They've had that for years now. They might not even have it anymore. It's like that yellow. It's like not a yellow green, but more of a richer yellow color Mountain Dew. Okay. Is it Baja Blast or is that the Taco Bell one? I thought Baja Blast was the blue one that we just oh, saw there. Oh, okay. So that's the. Um, 
Yeah, that's the blue one. But there's a um, let's see here. Let's just do this Mountain Dew at KFC. Do they still have it? It Ooh, is yellow. Goodness. It is very yellow. Yeah. What's it called? Sweet Lightning. Oh, that's right. Sweet Lightning. Sweet lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try some Mountain Dew Sweet Lightning. Is that so wrong? Oh, my God. That's very funny. And I guess that's sort of a nod to their... Wasn't Mountain Dew, like, vaguely associated with... Do I? Why do I have some association with, like, rum running or... Uh, oh, that's right. Was, like, Mountain Dew, like, a yes. word for, for moonshine? We learned that on the back show. In, back in the oldie times? Yes, yes, yes. So I feel, like, I feel like Sweet Lightning has a... Like... like wasn't that another? Wasn't like Maybe something like with lightning was a a car that drove across Lake Erie to get the booze from Canada? <laughs> no, I feel into, like there was a kind of booze, a kind of of kind of uh, moonshine that was had lightning. Oh, that might be. Yeah, I think your yeah your brain is better than mine. Sweet li- lightning, by the way, is a p- sweet peach and smooth honey flavor of Mountain Dew, yellow orange in color. Oh, I want this so bad. If only there was some way that I could get my hands on it. But it's white just, lightning, I think, was a type of uh, oh. moonshine. Interesting. Uh, let's go into our next subgenre. By the way, I didn't mention this at the top of the show. I think we're really going to have some fun later on when we're done with commercials. I want to play for you about four or five of these in theater PSAs to, <laughs> that, that they'll play to tell you to like turn off your cell phone and yeah. to be quiet. They've and gotten very elaborate. They have, and that Martin Scorsese clip you heard at the beginning of the show came from one of those that I really, really like. Um, but let's let's ease into the genre of Shh. These are commercials where um, people are making too much noise in a the movie theater. Have you ever been shushed in a movie theater? I don't think so. Have you ever shushed in a movie theater? I think so. I think probably, you probably in have. college. I probably yeah. But... <laughs> when I was oh, that's sad. Yeah, that's because I was only in my forties in college. Now I'm in my nineties. That's why you can't tell how old that dude in the, is in that <laughs> sour pet or in that um, ring pop commercial because. You would just your idea of what is appropriate at a, any given age is wildly out of sync. I don't know that there's much to talk about in this next commercial. I just it's it's from 1997, just like that Miller Lite one, and it's specifically this wasn't from a movie theater. This aired on TV, I believe, but it aired um, is for Pepsi, but it was also in conjunction with. Star Wars coming back in the theaters. Right, when they Not the sequels, them. but like yeah. leading up to the sequels. And like everybody, it's so hard if you're younger than us to understand the anticipation of the sequels coming out. And they, we knew sequels were coming out, but first they reissued yeah. the originals and with people some were tweaks vi- here and people there. People our age, I think, also were very excited about the reissues because many of us had grown up and maybe we were old enough to have seen... Um, you know, Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. maybe Empire, like in, in the, the theater. theater yeah. But we are all too. I mean, when did it come out? It came out in '78. Like we were infants. That would have been two, yeah. You know, when those, when that, when that first movie came out. So nobody of our exact generation saw the original Star Wars: A New Hope in the theaters. Yeah. So it was very exciting. But, but and yet, and yet, they the. The fact of Star Wars and the popularity of the of the first trilogy was so huge and was such a huge part of our growing up and our cultural references that the chance to see the first Star Wars movie in the theater was very exciting for a lot of people. I remember even going to a Star Wars party where we watched one of the new releases on... 
it must have been on VHS or DVD, and we all dressed up. You know me, I'm not even a dresser-upper, but I dressed up like Han Solo with a ponytail because I had a ponytail at the time. Wow, you have did you this? Have you ever seen that photo of me? No. This, yeah. is a, this is a real revelation. I also had a crush on somebody uh, there. I don't know how much that played into a, it. A lot yeah. would be my guess. That's an A lot to story. vary would yeah. be my guess. You know what it was? This sounds weird. But what it was was I heard that this person had a crush on me. Uh-huh. And so it was very, it felt, as I describe it now, it felt very like grade school, high school-y. Like yeah. kind of like I had sort of remembered, this sounds so shitty. She's a friend of mine now. But I had I had sort of remembered meeting her, but I think I had a crush on her like friend or roommate more. And so that that girl stood out in my head more. Uh-huh. But then somebody said, hey, psst. So and so has a crush on you, and she's going to be at the Star Wars party. So I, I was see. like, okay. And suddenly all right, you were we like, can, I can work with that. Yeah. <laughs> Move the goalposts, call it a win. <laughs> so terrible. I had very, very, if, no, I had very, very, very little experience with women at all at that point. I think I <laughs> literally probably had my first kiss less than a year earlier. Yeah. So I was not very experienced in this world. So when you hear that somebody has a crush on you, you do it. Any stud does. <laughs> just you totally... tear the sleeves off of a black shirt, you wear it like a vest, <laughs> and you say, "I'm Han Solo, baby," oh, no. with a ponytail. There is a very tragic photo of me floating around. In that. <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> anyway, um, in this commercial, we see a theater full of people. Uh, wh- whoa, is that James Gandolfini? No, no, it looks like him though. He's a 13-year-old James Gandolfini. <laughs> we see a bunch of people. They're watching um, They're watching one of the original Star Wars movies in, in the theater. I'm assuming the first one. And amongst all these theater goers, there is a little kid. How old would you put him? Uh, like eight or nine. Eight or nine. And he is drinking from a giant Pepsi cup that is even, it's comically large even by today's standards, yeah. right? It's almost as big as, as his entire torso. And he's drinking from it, but he's at the point where he's slurping, 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 and driving everybody crazy. He's driving everybody, including Darth Vader, crazy. So then Darth Vader, who's up on the screen, breaks the fourth wall just like... The Purple Rose of Cairo, which is a reference that everybody will get. Do I have the right movie there? Uh, the Woody Allen film where, pe- I don't where characters come out of the movie. I'm and not going to help you out with the Woody Allen reference. <laughs> you just you will have to sort this one out by yourself. <laughs> hey, I mean, the movie exists, whether or not you want to support I watch, it. I didn't watch that shit when he wasn't a pedophile. Um, well, he was. Um, you just didn't know it. But anyway, so this kid is annoying everybody in the theater by uh, slurping on this thing. And then Darth Vader on the screen gets angry and does that choking thing with his hand yes, that he can cho- do from far the away. The choking thing with his hand. <laughs> You know we what I'm all talking know, about. right? And he does it I to the like, kid. I really feel like Doctor Rick right now. I have. I feel like I'm like. Why? What? I don't know. Like you are. You're putting out a lot of like Doctor Rick patient energy. <laughs> what, what? How would you describe the thing that Darth Vader does with his hands? Where he chokes you with his mind. Right. Exactly. So he does that, but he doesn't <laughs> choke the kid. Don't worry. He doesn't choke the kid, but he does crumple the kid's giant cup from afar. <laughs> then for some reason that I can't exactly tell, Darth Vader uses his uh, red lightsaber to sort of like um, scan it across the audience and he ends up cutting off uh, another kid's like kind of 
like afro-y hair sort of not but big curly hair Uh coming off this kid and you'll hear the kid say at the end while his hair is all uh, frizzy awesome effects dude someone your own size that is the usher by the way who's holding a um who's holding his flashlight in a way that is reminiscent of a lightsaber himself i don't know why he's so yeah the kid was being annoying yeah you'd think that the usher would be on the side of team vader yeah exactly so he 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 duels he duels with the uh usher whose flashlight does become a lightsaber Mm mm-hmm and then in the process of his dueling, the red lightsaber from uh, Darth Vader cuts a few people's hair off. The Star Wars trilogy is back on the big screen, and it's even better with a Pepsi. Great effects, man. Great effects, yeah. man. Um, so there you go. I don't remember that one, but that's kind of fun. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Um and I wonder why they chose to cast the uh, usher as such an elderly man. Wasn't that kind of the trope for a while? Like ushers are are yeah. old. Like I guess docents so. or something. Yeah, I guess that's maybe it. I, it just he's this is maybe uh, revealing my own biases, but it, he seems like his oldness seems like pointed in a way. Yeah, but I, but I don't feel like I get why. Yeah, yeah, I sort of feel like old, old because he's wearing that old timey like yes. movie theater with the usher. buttons and exactly. everything. It looks like you know belongs in Sergeant Pepper's or something. You know what I think of? I think of the Mister Show sketch. Of course, we can't get through one episode. Nope. six years running, we can't get through <laughs> one episode without mentioning uh, Mister Show. But the um, megaphone crooners oh, sure. don't they end up being like these old men who are ushers at a movie yeah. theater? Um, and mumbling at each other and grumbling. This is an M&M's commercial. This is, again, somebody is being obnoxious in a movie theater and ruining everybody else's time. This is me when I'm at my worst, when I'm in a movie theater watching a movie that just is so hard to watch. It's so bad, and I can't keep my damn thoughts to myself. I worry (laughs) that I would turn into this guy. This is an M&M's commercial from 2003. You're mostly just going to see this kind of human man uh, kind of ruining everybody's time with his not so quiet observations about the movie and then eventually the yellow M&M which is the dumber peanut ear one. Oh, good to know I can't keep them straight uh, I only like the sexy M&M's you know the that red green, oh the right? green oh I'm sorry this I thought you meant the sexy man M&M's <laughs> now now who's <laughs> yeah. now who's limited in their thinking <laughs> right exactly uh, I, I'm learning that you think the red M&M is sexy which is kind of yeah, news to me sort of uh, huh. I meant to reveal huh. that in a more good to know uh, private context uh, I'll have to remember that the next time we get a bag of M&M's <laughs> <laughs> You'll go, like, go through and take Suddenly out all the red now, ones. I, now I get it. Now I get it. Um, I don't know why it still irritates me that M&M's introduced a brown M&M because they all taste the same. But like to me, the appeal is the bright colors and like to have muted colors in there just do nothing for me. And I think they introduced that the brown M&M's like probably 30 years ago now, yeah, right? No, I like, I think it's nice. To, I, I like the, the contrast with the brown. Huh. Anyway, um, at some point, the yellow m M&M, and I'm still anti-blue M&M. 
Ooh, I didn't know there was a blue one. Well, didn't they introduce a blue one like 20 years ago now? Oh, maybe, maybe. I can't keep up with these things. I'm still trying to get through the Star Wars movies. <laughs> anyway, the yellow M&M somehow saves the day here. I can't remember why. He realizes everybody's irritated by this guy, so he, what, flies through the theater maybe and attacks this guy? I'm yeah. not entirely sure. Listen to this. In early 1995, Mars ran a promotion in which consumers were invited to vote on which of blue, pink, or purple would replace the tan M&M. Oh, maybe Remember that's the tan? one I'm thinking of. Blue was the winner replacing tan. I was uh, I was against it. So I actually, and I was vindicated. So they got rid of the brown one. Or is there a brown well, a and brown, a tan? And oh, a tan, really? that's why they got rid of tan was because yeah. they thought, I think, that they were trying to serve more like you, people like you, who just want a bunch of bright colors to be distracted mm-hmm. from light. <laughs> what year did they change that? 95. That's interesting. That's way ahead of their time, right? Because with the advent of the internet, yeah, you had to call 1-800-FUN-COLOR. That is so funny. <laughs> because now, like, you know, Monopoly has done that. Sure. With the, like, there are so many examples of companies saying, hey, let's do this. We'll take some people flavor. off. And then people yeah. will have fake outrage on radio talk shows. Yeah. And then, uh, but that I always think of that very much as an internet thing. But anyway, so here's this M&M's commercial. There's no way you could afford that apartment. He's a milkman. That's a good observation, by the way. Maybe you don't need to say it in the middle of the theater with a bunch of people around, but I'll bet you I agree with this guy. There's no way he could afford that apartment. He's a milkman. That's so fake. You sh. You sh. is hot. Did you call your brother? Shut up. I love you. (laughs) I've always loved you. (laughs) (laughs) Is that. I know I've made that sound in a movie theater before. Will you find for me on the fly uh, the one of the be- the best depiction of somebody like heckling in a movie, which is Liz Lemon and how she meets Dennis Duffy, and they're in they're watching The Hours. Oh right, right, right. And it is so fun. Uh, and I, I think about this all the time. But well, anytime I'm in a boring movie. Oops, sorry. You, every time what? Anytime I'm in a boring movie, I think of this thing that she and Dennis Duffy say in in unison when they're watching the movie The Hours. Uh, I'm having trouble finding this here, but let me give it one more shot before we... Uh, before we totally kill the show with this, The Hours. Yeah, because it's like, he's such a... Yeah, the first encounter. Try that. Because... <laughs> He's such a despicable human being in many ways, but like they bond over this. Just they're, like, they're both they're both a little bit dirtbaggy. Yes, exactly. Right here. So it looks like it's first her. Is it first her and Jenna? I don't think she, I'm going to successfully. She and Jenna find. are at this movie, The Hours, which okay. is this like very slow, long sort of like story. I think it involved it was sort of about Virginia Woolf, um, and. Uh, it's it's pretty slow, and so they're watching this movie. Why is this movie called The Hours when it feels so much longer? <laughs> I should call, call this thing The Weeks. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they're not there together. That's, That's how, how they, they meet. meet. They're both heckling. They should call this thing The Weeks. <laughs> That's great. Oh, okay. so we're still in the middle of this M&M's commercial. So this guy, <laughs> <laughs> so this guy is making dismissive noises. You call your brother. Shut up. I love you. I always loved you. Shh. Got the blue wire. Quiet. Got the blue wire. Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow M&M. Hi. 
Oh, you know what I think that is? Did somebody throw an M&M at him? And so it's like the M&M personified. Oh, okay. I thought the M&M just jumped on him. I wonder if it was like somebody in the back was throwing Threw an M&M at him. Yeah. That would probably make the... that, that makes more sense. Although I think if that's the joke, they should show somebody. Yeah. They should indicate that more in but a way. But that's where you get into the physics of these commercials. Are these M&Ms really as big as they look? Or right. are they just representative? It's very confusing. It's very confusing. It's non-quantum physics. It's, it's quantum physics. What movie is this, though, that is so romantic and I love you, I love you, but then it's also cut the blue wire, cut the blue wire? I kind of want to see this movie. Well, I mean, a lot of you don't watch as many action adventure movies as I do, but I'll, there's often a love story. It just sounds like this is mostly like this could be a Mission Impossible. Milkman. Although I don't know That's what the so milkman part is. You sh- oh, she is hot. Did you call your brother? Shut up. I love you. <laughs> I've always loved you. <laughs> Cut the blue wire. Quiet. Cut the blue wire. I think it's a Mission Impossible. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know who the milkman is, but everything else says Mission Impossible. Okay, I have one more related commercial on the list, but you know what? I'm going to skip it. It's like a Milky Way commercial. I'll just tell you about it. It's not that great. Some dude is in the movie theater. People are making noise all around him, and it's driving him. It's driving everybody else crazy, but he's just sitting there eating his Milky Way, being blissed out because nothing can bother you while you're eating a Milky Way. Okay? That's the commercial. You don't need to hear it. <laughs> um, do you like Milky Ways? I do love a Milky Way. I, don't... I love a frozen Milky Way. Oh, wow. So oh, I'm going to go get one today. Now, a Milky Way is like a Three Musketeers with nuts. Am I right about that? No, no nuts in a Milky Way. It's quite similar to a Snickers, but without the nuts. Oh, so, so it, okay. it has a nougat layer on the bottom and then a um, caramel layer on the top. Oh, the caramel, okay. And then no nuts. So it's actually... A, so it's actually... Kind of like an evolution. Yeah. You have the, the Three Musketeers, which is just, just nougat. nougat. Then you, you add, add some caramel. caramel. Now you got a Milky Way. Then you add nuts. Got you got a Snickers. Holy shit. How did I not ever know that? <laughs> how about if you go back? You've actually explained that to me on the show before. <laughs> so these are not commercials. This is a little bit of mission creep with our show here. I realize we're going very long, so I don't know how many of these I'm going to play for you, and we'll try to get to ad council here. But um, I, this is... I found this early on in my searching for uh, commercials about the movies, and I loved this so much that it made me really want to stick with this idea. And again, this was not a commercial that aired on TV. This is like a um, it's a sponsored message from AT&T, but it's also like a PSA saying, please keep your phone off or don't right. talk or text on your phone during the movie because it disturbs people around you. This does not take place in a movie theater, though. This takes place in... A child's bedroom and there is a mom and she's tucking her uh, little boy to bed right and uh, the dad is not there the dad is on a business trip somewhere and so the mom is talking on the phone to her husband and then she hands the phone to her kid and says here do you want to you know say goodnight to daddy and then that's when Scorsese comes in Scorsese whatever no he's still up you want to say goodnight here's daddy no, 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 no. Look, the plot of this phone call just isn't working for me. It's ordinary, it's pedestrian, I've seen it a million times, okay? Excuse me, what? Excuse me, there's no edge, there's no edge to it, there's no edge to it. He's just got out of prison, all right? He's just got out of prison. Daddy's in Cleveland. He just got out of prison. <laughs> he's a very dark and mysterious figure in your life, very dark and mysterious to you, no, okay? He's not. Yes, he is, dark and mysterious. You hardly know him. In fact, you don't even call him daddy. To you, he's Frank. To you, he's Frank. That's how detached you are, that's how separate you are. He betrayed you. You want to kill him, but you keep it locked up inside, and he. 
So the mom is looking more and more concerned. Like she doesn't want her son. I like how the, the son's nodding along, like okay. And the son He's is taking the direction. Yes. And the mom is looking more and more protective towards her son. I love what she says. Daddy's in Cleveland. You don't even call him daddy. To you, he's Frank. To you, he's Frank. That's how detached you are. That's how separate you are. He betrayed you. You want to kill him, but you keep it locked up inside in here, okay? But one day, vengeance, vengeance. Can you say vengeance? Vengeance. Vengeance. <laughs> Excellent. He's doing fine. And you, you're trapped in a loveless marriage. Totally loveless, okay? And you should be drinking something out of a bottle. You have a bottle around? Downstairs. No, get it, please. <laughs> okay, good. And then it says, we won't interrupt your phone calls. Please don't interrupt that's, our movies. That's pretty great. Scorsese is good in that, but the woman's reaction yeah. is actually the star, I think. She does a well, lot. Well, she's probably a professional actor and not a professional director. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. She's great. Daddy's in Cleveland. <laughs> Do you have a bottle? Downstairs. <laughs> this is a... Um, I am hoping that I'm not getting fooled by the internet here. And if our ad counselors have any more insight on this, I would love to hear it. But this is supposedly a real 40-second little film that aired way back um, in the 1950s telling kids to shut up when they were going to the movie theater (laughs) to watch movies and cartoons, right? Yeah. Um, Now, this seems so... It just seems so on the nose that it seems like a bad parody. Like you have a white man yeah. with, how would you just but, 1950s haircut. You know, you look at Reefer Madness, like it was yeah. real. He's wearing a gray suit with a little black tie, and he's got on uh, 1950s era glasses, and he is talking directly to the screen. Now, here's the thing. I was reading, this is posted several places online, and some commenter said, I remember this because it was exciting to see the man behind the voice. So I think this, if this is real, I think this actually might have been a guy whose voice was very much associated with the theater back then, Uh and then here he was getting in front of the camera to almost scold kids and tell them to be quiet. Um, The other thing that um, I saw in the comments is a bunch of people said that um, they were brought here through... Not American Dad, but what's the other family one? Family Guy. Family Guy. That like Family Guy actually took this audio mm-hmm. and used it in the TV show. Assuming Which this is real, does sound like something that they would do. Exactly. Yeah, and they said something like, "Is it Seth MacFarlane? Is that the guy's yeah. name?" They said that he's got a good ear for archival audio or whatever. So, here it is, kids. Listen up. Hey, kids. How would you like to hear this on the screen instead of the great show you came to see? That's what you sound like. (laughs) Please cooperate and do your part in keeping this theater quiet so everyone, including you, can enjoy it. I remember lots of adults and kids, too, paid admission to enjoy the show. I need to stop it there and just say, at this point, he looks down and then crosses his arms. He couldn't be more disappointed in you, bratty kids. Including you can enjoy it. I remember lots of adults and kids, too, paid admission to enjoy the show. We must insist on absolute quiet. Otherwise, we will be forced to evict all disturbance makers from the theater. Those asked to leave today will be refused admission to this theater in the future. Thank you. Tough, but unfair. Tough and very unfair. (laughs) Uh, Also, 
100% unenforceable. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, you get one of those really old uh, ushers <laughs> that we saw earlier. That guy makes it seem like he's going around patrolling the theaters and like checking to make sure that like do not serve this teenager yeah. is like being enforced. <laughs> I don't know for sure if this is real or not. I think it is. I wouldn't play it if my suspicion said otherwise. Yeah. But there's one thing that I know for sure. If this guy is, quote unquote, evicting a kid from a movie theater. Yeah. He is doing it by grabbing the kid's ear. Or the scruff the of the neck. Maybe the scruff of the neck, but I can see an ear twist. Yeah. And just like marching that kid up the aisle. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, that guy for sure has a torture basement. <laughs> I'll just play one more of these for you for time's sake, because I thought this one was pretty good. Um, do we all remember the Geico camel? Everyone remembers the Geico camel. Always excited that it's hump day, right? Yep. Well, this thing, again, I love the sponsorship partnerships here. Like, we're now in an era where we need to tell people to shut up and... I guess the air has been since the 1950s. Yeah. Um, Welcome to <laughs> humanity. Yes. It's a time when we need to tell people to shut up. <laughs> so they they want to tell people to now turn more off their than cell ever, phones. We need to tell people to shut up. Now more than ever, shut up. Shut up. up. <laughs> <laughs> so they find a way to make these things fun, <laughs> as opposed to the 1950s, by finding these corporate partnerships. And this time, Geico underwrit this one using the Geico Underwrit? Camel. Underwrote? Underwrote. Underwrit. <laughs> <laughs> you get under it. I am. I am. You are under it. I am off today. Okay, <laughs> here you go. The camel's walking through the movie theater. Uh-oh! Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Oh, excuse me, ladies, coming through. <laughs> guess what day? Like Ooh, popcorn! Uh, hey, guess what? Popcorn! Oh, you put extra butter, huh? Nice. What day is it? What's today? What? What? Do I have popcorn in my teeth? I mean, we talked for a long time. Hey, Mike! Mike, 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 guess what day it is? It's... It's movie day! Turn off your cell phone! You know him. Let me call you back. Yeah, we, we work together. Now... <laughs> I don't know if this guy appeared in the original Geico commercial. I'll bet you he did. Probably. He's one of the people who worked in the office. Yeah. But he is a man. How? What age would you put him at? You know, yeah. young, like 30s or something? Well, yeah, early 30s. 30s. Um, and my guess is that is his wife sitting next to him, right? Yeah. And this is where the camel goes a little too far, I would say. Uh, is that your mom, man? Uh, movies with your mom. I dig it, dude. That's nice. Movie day? Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Give it up. <laughs> Movies! And then it says, you know, supported by Geico, please turn off your phone, don't text, etc. The camel's a fun character, but I'm a little confused. The message there is not as clean as some of these other ones. Like, the one with Scorsese yeah. was great because it's like, we don't interrupt your phone call. Like, yeah. let's let's show you what it would look like for us to interrupt your phone call with a movie maker yep. and then flip it around. Yep. Um, But... This one, he's both the person giving the message and the one breaking the rules. Exactly. So yeah. it's a little confusing. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That yeah. doesn't make tons of sense. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. I will say that we had a jingle dialed up for today, but we're going to have to keep that for next week. But let's go over some of these other emails and voicemails that people have sent our way. Um, last week on this show, you and I stumbled on 
a commercial from the 1980s, about 1985. Well, some uh, we didn't stumble on it. A, a, a caller called it in. Oh, that's right. It was a jingle. Yeah. That's right. And somebody sang this jingle. And you and I were sort of taken by it. And it's kind of against our obvious nature, right? It was very much like the reason the conversation came up was because we were talking about a beer with a very kind of German Lowenbrow. Lowenbrow. We talked German about Lowenbrow and, and then the the caller called in and said maybe you know there was a, a commercial around around that era for a beer that bragged for Miller, which bragged about being Americans America's beer. And then we really liked this jingle, which yeah was a little jingoistic but mm-hmm. we just felt like it had a lot of appeal right so let me play a little bit of this this is the um miller beer commercial from 1985. where i come from folks stand proud and tall they'll look you right in the eye a place where pride is worth a whole lot more than money can buy saying last week that we were taken by this and it just harkens back to a time where you and I were growing up in America feeling safe and just believing that you know believing in um, American idealism and all of that stuff Um, and like seeing something from that era kind of I don't know stirred those feelings yeah it was a a simpler time right oh well it it was a or it was simpler for us it was simpler for us yeah as kids growing up as we grew up uh, in this country. And so um, we got this note from Glenn who says, I'm a little bit older than you. Uh, Glenn is uh, writing in from Athens, Alabama, who says the Miller jingle is a reworking of the country song American Made, which was a hit in 1983 for the Oak Ridge Boys. So that would make sense. If, the, if it was a big hit in 83, then this ad came out in 85, right. right? Now, when you hear the Oak Ridge Boys original, all good, uncomplicated feelings you might have had about this song will go oh out the window. Seems everything I buy these days has got a foreign name From the kind of car I drive to my video game I got a Nikon camera a Sony color TV Instrumentation on the original is worse, worse than the commercial jingle. Correct. The instrumentation is terrible here. Yes. And it just starts off as with just like, the vocalization. The vocalization is terrible. It's got sexism in there, and it's like it's just straight up calling out just like Japanese products or whatever, which I know was a big thing in the 80s, but it's just like it's so but gross. God, don't love immigrants. They're right. not worthy of love. Exactly. That is exactly. sick. Yeah. Right? That is really sick. Yeah. 
Sorry. Gross. I had to play thank it you, for you. So thank you, Glenn. Yeah, no, Glenn, thanks for letting us know. It's funny because Glenn put... Uh, I cut it out of this particular email, but he had mentioned the, that he's a bit older than us, and he feels like he's one of our older listeners. And then we got this voicemail from Maggie. Hi, Andrew and Genevieve. This is Maggie from Swarthmore, outside of Philadelphia. And I was listening to the Fast Talking Show today. Thank you for a great show. Um, I was very bowled over by the FedEx commercial and stunned by the fact that that was not one you guys knew, and it reinforces how much older I am than you guys. I'm in my mid-50s, and that absolutely positively has to be there overnight tagline was one of the most ubiquitous taglines, and it was a whole bunch of commercials from FedEx. Um, the fast-talking guy was a lot of them, but I feel like that tagline outlived that campaign, although who knows, that might be wrong. I'm old, so I might not remember it right. But um, anyway, that... It's it's amazing what a difference just a few years makes because I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm a different generation than you, but maybe at least in TV terms. But anyway, thanks so much. Great show. <laughs> Bye. I I do remember that tagline pretty. Yeah. It, that was very familiar to me. It was just that particular um, series or that ad with that fast talking guy that I think was kind of iconic, but just a little bit before my time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, the the tagline for sure did outlive that campaign. Um, but yeah, I think especially with TV commercials, um, because they aren't like in reruns and they aren't, um, and they don't run for years typically, mm-hmm. there's a little bit more of a turnover generationally than there might, mm-hmm. than there is with TV. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. People who are 10 years apart in age can be familiar with the same set of TV shows and have those same reference points, but commercials are just a different medium. Yeah. Yeah. They're more ephemeral. Yeah. And they, they mark the time even more so. Or, or represent the time even more so. Um, do you remember, and this is where we need to leave things today, do you remember why we were talking about the um, rivalries between New England colleges and you were talking about uh, a, a school, I can't remember which one, you said it was not Tufts, but somebody... I think it was probably Northeastern. Northeastern going against Boston University or BU and they had t-shirts made that said sucks to BU. I remember talking about it. I don't remember what prompted the discussion. Right. Well, whatever college we attributed that to, we were off because we got this voicemail from Danny in New Hampshire, who I believe went to Boston College. Hey, Andrew and Genevieve. This is Danny from New Hampshire. Um, I just, as a Boston College alum, I need to clarify that sex to be you is our chance. It's our <laughs> chance. Um, the University of Maine attempted to steal it at some point, but they couldn't really finish the loop. There was someone who had a t-shirt that says, sex to be you, it's great to be Maine, which was dumb because it should have been sex to you great to be me as an emmy mm-hmm. Maine. Yes. the obviously the abbreviation for the state of maine anyways i just um i have these deep deep deeply disturbing um loyalties to bc <laughs> and um hatred towards bu which mean absolutely nothing and are stupid and i <laughs> still carry them anyway anyways thank you love the show have a great week and enjoy your new house. Oh, bye bye. Thanks, Danny. You know, I I remember seeing that T-shirt in Boston, and I may I probably misremembered who was wearing it, but I definitely saw it <laughs> on someone in in downtown Boston. I'm gonna get a shirt that says "Sucks to be me." <laughs> <laughs> you can sell anything. You can sell anything. 
Okay, again, we do have a jingle that we're excited to play for you all, and we'll play it next week, but... Maybe we'll play more than one if other people call the voicemail line at 607-444-5597. Again, that's 607-444-5597. And just a reminder, as we just heard, sometimes it's just nice to hear your voice. You don't have to call and sing either. It was nice to hear from uh, Maggie and Danny weighing in that way Yeah, as well. we love it. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, do call us at 607-444-5597 or email us at afterthesemessagesshow at gmail or visit us on the Facebook group. That's right, where you will find a photo of a 10-year-old kid that Genevieve thinks <laughs> is in his mid-40s. All right, everybody, we'll talk to you next week. You do to the kid, totally stupid and sick, no scruples, cool man, ice cream, scooping it. You can't sell.